0: okay we are we got a few things to do actually this morning which is fabulous Uh, first of all and I didn't warn of this can I just invite I'm just going to invite Kennedy up I didn't deliberately not warn you it was just a bit of a spontaneous moment really um so uh I think this would be a great opportunity just to tell people, some people know, the wider leaders know a little bit um, about you and your family, but most people don't. So just like, who are you? Why are you here?
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, my name is Kennedy. I'm from Kansas. And uh, Chris and Nick, while we were in California at Bethel Church at a conference, and he just kind of asked me one night at dinner like have you ever thought about doing an internship and I was like oh yeah maybe like it wasn't really going through my mind at that point in my life and so then we ended up planning a trip to come out here and basically through the like eight months from October until now like God has done this transformation in my heart and really just my whole, like, personality and the things that I desire. And I've kind of, like, come to be, like, who I am or, like, who the Lord has created me to be. And I've just had this desire for, like, a different path, a path of following the Lord and um, just really being faithful to Him and trusting Him. And so with that has come the possibility of an internship here for a year instead of going to college. So... (laughs) We'll see. Did I miss anything? No, I don't
0: think so. Who, who have you? Keep it. Who have you? Who have you got with you?
1: Oh, I have my family with me. So my mom, my younger sister, and my grandma.
0: And all their names end in an E sound. So it's Kennedy, Danny, Connie, Abby. Just yes. go for an E sounding name if you can't. Remember and just uh, so where what have you been doing? You you arrived. We I mean we hardly know them really. I mean I mean it nicely. We hardly know them. We've had a little bit of like Facebook Messenger discourse over the over the year, and we said to them, well, if this is like a God thing that maybe Kennedy is supposed to be coming, and then why don't you come out for a week and just have a look? Have a they've never you've been to Mexico? Is that right?
1: Right. So other
0: Mexico, they've never been to Europe. Yeah, I, we're just like Mexico. I mean, it's very, very similar. Uh, so, and we said, well, why don't, you, why don't you come to Europe? Why don't you come to Ashford, uh, which is the centre of Europe, after all. Um, so we've taken them up to London and we've done Buckingham Palace and Buckingham Palace and um, all, all those sorts of, sorry, all those sorts of places. Um, and also, we've just had lots of chats just trying to understand, is this what the Lord is saying? Because if so, this is a big thing. How old are you?
1: 18. I'll be 19 next month.
0: So, event- effectively, for a 19-year-old to just transfer continents um, and come for a year. And, and in some ways, slightly unfortunately, it's looking like that is probably what God is saying. <laughs> 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 so, I know, it is exciting, which means we've been having conversations about, like, how do you use a mobile a cell in this country, and, and all questions, let alone visas? But... Um, so, um, how, are you, how are you feeling about it at the moment? You can be fairly honest with them. Because if you say no, you'll never probably have to come back and see them again. they will be fine.
1: At the moment, I feel a little overwhelmed, probably, with all the practical things of moving to a different country. And um, just, like, finding my place here and fitting in and, you know, doing what the Lord wants me to do, like, while also meeting their expectations. Just learning how to balance it all is probably what I'm... Most overwhelmed with or concerned about. So,
0: should we pray for her? Yeah. Let's face it; she's going to need it, right? Yes. <laughs> so, can, can we stand? Is that all right? We'll just stand and pray for her. <laughs> Let me take that before you say something else. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm totally joking. I'm sorry. Oh dear. Um. Well Lord we thank you so much for Kennedy and her family and for them coming over here being brave enough even to like bother coming over here and trying to respond to what they think you're saying and Lord it it does seem to be a bit kind of green lightish at the moment for Kennedy to come over and we would be absolutely honoured to have her um, travel those however many thousands of miles and come and be here for a year with us serving uh, alongside us as we look to bring life to Ashford. And I pray, Father, that where she is fearful, that you will just bring your comfort and your peace for her, like your reassurance. As we often say here, courage isn't the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that there's something more important than fear. And we pray that Kennedy and her family will feel peaceful about her coming here, if that's what you want, Lord. So we pray that any practicals will slot into place, all visa issues, all those kind of things, will become straightforward. And that more than anything else, if Kennedy is to come, that she would have the most amazing year, like transformative. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 All right? Thank you, Thank you. you're welcome. Here you go. Kennedy has a younger brother who's, who's not with them, but she also has a younger sister, Abby, who's about to come up. Who's about to come up. Uh, OK. Um, and here we are. So, um, Abby has a fairly amazing story. Uh, Abby is 16. Uh, we've tried to get her over here as well, but she's got a bit of school to finish first. Um, but she's got quite an incredible story, uh, like a healing story. And uh, we had a bit of a chat because we, we couldn't really fit it in. And I said, oh, you can just have some of my talk slot. I said, how long, how long can you how long did it take to do the story? Like five minutes, yeah? 15, yeah? Half an hour, yeah? (laughs) So I said, oh, that's all right, that's like my talks, I can do them in five minutes, in 15 minutes. (laughs) So basically, we're agreed that between us, we're gonna finish about 10.45, um, and whatever time Abby doesn't take, I'll try and do some kind of little talk, if that's all all right with everyone. So anyway, hands together for Abby, please. (laughs) Um, And I'm gonna leave you to it.
2: Okay. I'm going to pray first. God, I just thank you so much for this opportunity. I thank you for this amazing amazing church and amazing group of people that are so willing just to say yes to you and give it all back. God, I just pray that you would give me peace and help me share my story and share this amazing healing that you have given me. So thank you. Okay, amen. So I grew up in a Christian family and God was always something that I was welcome to or like invited to like have a relationship with him. And so I I always kind of was open to that. I was I always had a relationship with Christ, but it didn't really become real. I didn't really know God until I was like 14. I was an eighth grader, are the grades the same? Yeah, eighth grade. (laughs) And I play a lot of sports because I'm in a small school and I began to get this really bad pain in my leg and I just ignored it, not wanting to be weak or a wimp. And so I continued to play a lot of sports, continued to push hard and the pain just got worse and worse and worse. And so we went to like the school trainer and the school trainer sent us on to a different doctor where we got x-rays and the x-rays came back bad they weren't sure what it was but they sent us on to to get an mri which is a better scan than an x-ray and those results came back and there was a big dark triangle above my knee and they sent me on to a bone cancer specialist when i heard that it was not a good moment for me (laughs) i was super Concerned about like sports and my life and me and me and me and me. It's all about me. And then I heard that and I couldn't do anything about it. Like it's not something that I could fix. It's not something my dad could fix. It's not something like anybody around me could fix. And so I remember my family, like my mom, uh, really encouraging me when I was young to press into God. And so I was at the bone cancer specialist and the doctor had told me that I was going to be there for many years and that I would continue to take tests and like, he would just follow me because he didn't want to go forward with any treatments or anything. But I ended up being there for like six months. And in that six months, I really pressed into God uh, because I didn't know what else to do. And God really came alive to me. He became so real. And my relationship with him really developed, and I trusted him, and really fell in love with God, and he really just drew close to me and taught me a lot, and I was just overwhelmed with peace, And but he became so real to me. It was no longer something that my parents wanted for me, but it was something that I couldn't go a day without. I had to spend time with God, and he would just overwhelm me with peace and love, and just build me up to go another day and I remember really wanting to go on a mission trip when I was young and God brought that back up at this time where I was really pressing into him he's like I want you to go to Guatemala and so I was like okay like that sounds awesome I really want to go and so God worked everything out um, I found a trip I signed up for the trip. I was accepted for the trip. I had to explain to the people that I'm at a bone cancer specialist, I'm not sure where I'm gonna be at in a year because the trip was in a year and so I had signed up a year before. And so I had to explain all the details like I'm at a bone cancer specialist, like I don't know if I'm gonna be on medication, I don't know if I'm gonna be on crutches, I don't know if I'll be in a wheelchair, I don't know anything, but God told me to come so I'm signing up. And I was accepted, like I said, and I started going around to churches to share my testimony so I could raise money to go on this trip. And these churches started to pray for me, and it started to, like, go, like, way out. Like, I would walk in, like, Walmart, and somebody would be like, oh, like, you're happy. Like, I'm praying for you. And I'd look at my mom, like, who is that? Like, (laughs) that's awesome. But they released me to go back to sports and everything, and I was just living my life like, nothing was really happening. Like, like, obviously it was there, but I was, like, physically, like, I was pretending like nothing was wrong, I guess you could say. And I just continued to go to churches and share, and we went back to the doctor. It had been six months, like, almost on the dot, I believe, and we had gotten a test, and it was totally gone. And, like... <laughs> <laughs> I remember sitting there and the doctor like walked into the room and he's like he kind of had like a strange look on his face but he's like so I just looked at your tested it's not there at all like I don't know how to explain it like it was there and like now like it's just not and he's like I don't have to do a surgery you don't have to come back like you're just you're released and a lot of people like <laughs> like what like it was gone like, and, I feel like the only way you could possibly explain that is it was God. And some people don't, don't understand that. Like, what do you mean? Like, And like, that's just it. Like, there's literally no other explanation to that. Like, it doesn't just disappear. Like, cancer can't just get up and walk out of your leg. Like, And so, from that moment, like, like God was real to me before he healed my leg. Uh, he didn't have to do that for me to follow him, but I'm so thankful that he did because now I'm here, like, I'm healthy, and I have an amazing story, and it inspires others. And he's just so amazing because I can continue to go on amazing trips like this and see my sister come and like just give her life to Christ, and that's just so cool. <laughs> like. <laughs> I was laying in bed this morning. and It's really hard to get out of bed here. (laughs) (laughs) But I was just praying about the church and what you guys are doing here. And and God just gave me this picture of this single person walking down a path with uh, trees growing like on the side, like on both sides. And there was just one path down the middle. And I was like halfway asleep when I was seeing this. So I was kind of asking God, like, what does this mean? But I didn't fully understand it until I got here this morning. And I was just asking God more about it. And the word unity came to mind. And I just feel like God, like his vision for this town is like everything is going to come together into one. And so I'm just going to pray over that because I can't, I don't understand it like all the way. So I just want to pray. God, again, I just thank you so much for this church, and I thank you so much for for their passion for you and just for their willingness to give it all to you. And I thank you for their vision and for their outreach and their all of their little branches and connections that they're making and doing. And I just pray that you would bless that, and I pray that you would just give them more energy and a second wind, and I just pray that everybody would become single-minded and there would just be a major unity over Ashford and everybody would be after the same goal and I just pray that you would give your favor over that and you would just give them grace to continue to push forward and just follow you and I pray that your love would just fall over this city Uh, again I just thank you so much for this church I see everything that they're doing and it's so amazing it's so inspiring And I pray that, God, you would just encourage them. Amen. (laughs) Amen.
0: Wow. Yes. Fabulous. Father, we thank you so much for Abby, for her courage in continually telling her story. And... We want to echo that declaration that her body is an entirely cancer-free zone, forever, always will be. That Lord, she will not in any way like die of cancer, even when she's really old, that the number of her days you will fulfill, and when it's time for her to go home, you'll just take her home. There will not be that sickness that comes and invades her body. And we pray for the destiny, the story that you've already written for Abby. And we pray uh, that she will be the change maker that you've called her to be. That she will break new ground. I see like um, big solid bits of concrete and we call them pneumatic drills in this country. I don't know what you call them, but just picture something massive that breaks up concrete and that's you. (laughs) And that's a good thing. That's not me being rude. Uh, Thank you, Father, so much for Abby and for her story. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thanks, Abby. Thank you so much. So no pressure. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so in Luke chapter 5, uh, those of you who got Bibles with you, you can turn to it if you wish. And it is this, Luke chapter 5, verse 12. While Jesus was... In one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. and He said, I am willing. Be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Then Jesus said, don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifice that Moses commanded Yet the news about him spread all the more. So the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So we're just going to watch a very short film clip of, this was called The Visual Bible. It was out a little while ago. It's, the, the narrator is really cheesy. But if you can get past the cheesy narrator, there, there, is no, there are no words in this other than, What's actually written in the Bible? It's actually from Matthew, but this is like a couple of minutes of Jesus encounter, encountering this leper.
3: A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said,
1: Lord,
2: If you are willing, you can make me clean.
3: Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man.
2: I am willing
3: he said be clean immediately he was cured of his leprosy And Jesus said to him,
1: Uh, See that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift
0: Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Isn't that beautiful? What I love about this bit that Luke records, only Luke records being the GP, the doctor that he was, only Luke records that this man was covered in leprosy. And he speaks to Jesus And says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And what I love is that the only thing Jesus does is remove the if. And he says, I am willing. Like, of course I'm willing. And all he does is remove the if. And I wonder if in my own life, definitely, and perhaps in some of yours too, as we come to the end of this miracle series that we've been running since April, there are just still some ifs for you. There are just still some ifs. And if there are some ifs for you around healing, I think God just wants to scrub the if out this morning. And just, He, want, he wants you to know that He is willing. Oh, God, if you are willing, you can heal me of this. If you're, if you're willing, God, you can heal me of cancer. If you're willing, God says, I am willing. No, I am willing. No 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 I really really am willing like I am so willing if anyone is for you it's me I'm I am after you I'm relentlessly pursuing you I've been chasing you down with my love since before you were even born I had your birth in my diary because I was that excited to be able to meet what I conceived in my head I saw you before you were even born and he says I am willing I love you with an everlasting love. I have been pursuing you. I am still relentlessly pursuing you. I am willing. I am willing. So as we go, Miracle Series has really been about seeing Jesus' miracles, but also looking at how we then can go and do the same. Even some of the crazy ones. I don't know how your water into wine practice is going. Mine, uh, mine I'm just still like little, it's just easier. But probably at some point, I, I just need to practice. I just need to get a bottle of water and just keep praying over it. I did see two hand soaps healed. Yes, you did hear me right. I did see two hand soaps healed. I wasn't going to say this, I'm going to tell you. I had two, um, we've got two electric hand soaps, bear with. So... Um, <laughs> Like the ones that you put your hand under, it goes, Bit gives you a bit of soap. We've had them since we moved here, and um, we've actually got them in all our bathrooms, for what it's worth. But anyway, two of them stopped working, and I, so I changed the batteries, and they still didn't work. I, I cleaned the, like, sensor at the top, which is often the bit that might stop it work. No, nothing. Both of them, dead. Completely dead. Changed the batteries, brand new batteries, tested the batteries, like, got the batteries out of the packet, put them in. Yes, I definitely put them in the right way around, um, and I even checked that, I even rubbed them. They even rub the batteries, you know, like you do, no, no difference, dead, and so in a, in a moment, I, I just decided, I said, oh, oh well, you know, and I pulled my phone out to order two more from Amazon, because we do, like, use them, um, so I pulled, pulled my phone out, and God said, I felt God say, are you giving up that easily? <laughs> oh <dear>. uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really sure, uh, no. So I felt then challenged by God to say, well, you need to command them into life. Honestly, no one else was in, I'm so glad no <laughs> one else was in. <laughs> Even the dog had given up and gone through to her bed. And so there I was in my kitchen with these two hand soaps, thinking, okay, I'll do this. I command these hand soaps to work in the name of Jesus. No, Amazon. So I pulled my phone back out again to go after Amazon. And God said, you're giving up again? Oh, God. God, I command these hand soaps to work (laughs) in the name of Jesus. And I remember I was right by the kitchen and I thought, nobody knock, please. (laughs) Were you speaking to some hand soaps? I may have been, yes. And I was commanding these hand soaps to work and, and they didn't work. So I thought, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to leave them out on the side. And um, I made myself a cup of tea. And then just before I went out for, for, to the office, I was making myself a cup of tea to go out to the office in the garden. I said it again. I said, I command these hand soaps to work. Nothing. Soap. Oh, one. Come on, one. We'll start with one. So that one went back. I was fired up by this point. So then... I'm marching up and down commanding these hands. <laughs> Come on, hand soap! In the name of it, like this! Honestly. Um, I, I, none of you ever want to be inside my head, right? But anyway, um, I, I, it, nothing happened. Nothing happened. I went out to the office, I carried on working. Um, and Nick said, she came in a bit later on, and she said, why is the hand soap out on the side? And I said, ah, oh, well. Um, <laughs> This thing, right, yeah, and I told her the story, and I said, but this one's not working. And she put her hand under it, didn't work. So I said, yeah, put my hand under it, soap. (laughs) (laughs) Two working hand soaps. (laughs) So it's not exactly raising people from the dead, but I'm, you know, I'm sticking with it. I'm I'm pressing in and pressing on. Uh, (laughs) God, if you are willing, you can make my hand soap work. I am willing, he says. <laughs> so um, that's my hand soap story. I wasn't even, I wasn't even going to say that. Uh, we're going to watch a little video here of a slightly more pressing need uh, uh, and it's a story that, it's a bit of Caris's story. She tells it in about two minutes flat. Last week we filmed her and just some of what she has been going through and Thank goodness she didn't give up as easily as I was about to on the hand soap. So if we can have Karis' story, thanks. So, so this is Karis. Uh, Karis, tell us what's been going on for you for the last three weeks or so.
3: Um, so I have had illness. I've had ME and fibromyalgia for nine years. Um, and I, for the past year, for a lot of the time going out, I was having to use a wheelchair um, and was starting to... Look at getting an electric one so I could use it most of the time. Um, and three weeks ago uh, I got some prayer, and uh, since then I haven't really had any pain. <laughs> um, so, yeah.
0: That's amazing. Awesome. And how do you feel Great. today? How do you feel now?
3: I feel amazing. I'm wearing heels. I couldn't walk in normal shoes without my knees dislocating. And I'm wearing heels and I feel absolutely fine. have no pain at all. Which I cannot remember the last time I had zero pain. Ever.
0: And so what would you say to other people who maybe have been waiting a long while to see some kind of breakthrough happen?
3: Don't give up. I definitely got to the point where I just gave up and I thought I'm not gonna ask for prayer anymore because it's clearly not gonna happen. And I think I got to a point where I thought, actually, I'm not that important. You know, there are people who are dying and that's more important, so I won't ask for prayer because, you know, or maybe you just des- you think you deserve it. I definitely there was a part of me that thought, well, this is just obviously something that I deserve and I just have to live with. But I definitely got to a point where I had to accept that God is good, no matter what the situation. It doesn't matter if I'm in a wheelchair, God is good. If I'm well, God
0: is good, but it doesn't change that, no matter what's happening in my life. And that was the breakthrough. So, wow. And Karis is just about to wave at you, so you know who she is, for those of you that don't know who she is. Karis is there. Uh, Ask her a bit more about it afterwards. She sent me a text this week, actually, um, saying they've discharged me over my knees because they're saying your knees are fine. So we're done. Our miracles series is done. We would encourage you still come out on healing on the streets. One of the greatest tools that Mark Marks gave us is not the healing on the streets model. A model's a model. But it's this pray your best prayer. Just pray your best prayer. Give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, go again. And just go again and, and keep going. But this is the most important bit, this that Jesus said to the leper in this um, story. If you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus gets rid of the if. And I would encourage you, keep praying for people. Keep praying for hand soaps. Practice on anything that you can think to practice on. And get rid of the if. I know that sometimes we haven't seen the prayers answered that we long to. And we have the privilege, the honour, if you like, of being able to stand alongside those people who are struggling to see breakthrough. That is an honour to be able to do that with people. just because we don't always see it work, it doesn't mean it's not meant to. There are just some problems that we haven't yet worked out how to fix. It's not that God is not willing. He makes it really clear he's willing. We just haven't yet worked out how to fix them. As we sometimes say here, there are just realities and entities that surround some problems that we just haven't yet learnt how to dismantle. Just because somebody dies and we pray over them and they don't come back to life it doesn't mean that it was God's will that they died it means we've got a bit of practicing to do so let's stand we're going to pray and wrap up thank you Father that as we sing here as we've been learning here for a few years really you are good you are a good good Father that's just who you are and I thank you that you're desires for us are good your plans to prosper us not to harm us to give us hope and a future we thank you for all the healing we are seeing the miracles that we are seeing but we also lord take up that responsibility and that honor to be able to stand alongside people who are still struggling for a breakthrough and still wrestling and I pray father that when if you like an if comes knocking at their door they will say no God is willing